Hello and welcome to Come Out and Play, the D&D podcast that's all trans, all the time. My name is Benjamin, my pronouns are he, him, and I will be your DM for this campaign. My name is Moss, I use Z, them pronouns, and I'm playing Ember, who uses they, them pronouns. They are a human paladin of the singing flame. My name is Mel, I use they, them pronouns. I play Trick, who also uses they, them pronouns. Trick is a huge human warrior and Ember's elder sibling. My name is Haz, I use they, them pronouns, and I play Maynard, who uses he, him pronouns, and he is a skittish wizard. I'm Chris, I play Rill, and we both use he, him pronouns. Okay, so, last episode... We were in the city of Kemadosh, Rill's hometown, reuniting his mother with his father, and reuniting Rill with his fiance Silas. There has been some research done in the university library, establishing a possible next destination for you of the drow city of Farazret, far in the west, where once a centre of worship for the now no longer extant god of the merciful dark, the god of death. This is a promising prospect for your next acquisition of a gemstone for the circlets of apotheosis. I believe that's more or less where we left off, was with you making those plans. And we had discussed that you would need to stay in in Kemadosh for at least a week or so uh, for real to complete his family obligations. I think, I believe we had left the library uh, and were milling about a um, a fountain outside of a different temple, if I remember correctly. Yes, I think you'd taken a visit to, you know, I'm not sure whether you actually did this. This was definitely something, something I had in mind. Um, we will therefore retcon it if necessary and say that we you, you, are, you have taken a, a visit um, to the old temple of the scribe, which uh, Silas... Um, has access to, uh, which oh, is not. I think that is. Yeah, I think that is what we were doing. Yeah, but that's, I think that's where you yeah. were. So, what can we do at this temple? Why are we here? You are here because you wanted somewhere to hang out. Cool. <laughs> yeah, this wasn't a plot location. This was like a. Yeah, we found about day. as much as we thought we would in the library, at least yeah. when most of the rest of the party doesn't read. Drow, yeah, um, which kind of hinders our research here a bit. Um, so, I think so we come to yeah. take a break, perhaps. So I think, in fact, uh, Silas will just sort of pull Rill aside um, and sit on the base of one of the pillars and say, "So, before our mothers get together to negotiate, should we talk about this? Because it sounds like you're herring off to Farah's right." already well yes i'm gonna we're going to stay the week out here i think and then um then head back out i i'm sorry for leaving so quickly again but we have important things we need to do can i know what they are it's it's hard not knowing it's it's hard knowing that you're doing something that's not just sightseeing up there and not knowing what it is or whether you're going to come back or when it just it just makes 
planning difficult, you know? I know. I we we don't know how long this is gonna take. It's I mean, besides the amount of time it's gonna take us to get there and back, these these places that we go to the time isn't always it doesn't flow the same. Um Real is going to give a um actually no, um yeah, Rill is going to give a very bare bones um skim of what they're doing. Okay. I think he's not lying to her about anything. Um but he's also not being like you know, telling her everything like the the um the angel they loosed probably gets uh not mentioned, you know. Um but okay, so he, he does try to like you know, explain the importance of of this. Like we are trying to, you know, my friend over there has been given a you know, this this duty by their god and it is important that we, we help them do this and keep another war from starting potentially. Okay, yeah, you're just sort of hitting hitting the highlights, which are we're on a mission from God. Yes. Very blues brothers. <laughs> we're, we're we're trying to like fix some fallout from the gods' war to avoid it re- restarting. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm not going to just say roll persuasion because it's not really that kind of conversation. Um, but if you are trying to produce a particular outcome through social roleplay, let me know and then we can. I think just to make her less worried, honestly. Sure. Yeah. And when you're done, assuming you live through it, which I'm suddenly realizing isn't if, what are your plans? Because I don't, I'm not, it's not that I'm in a hurry. I can wait a few years if you want to sightsee or or study or anything. It's not, that's not what it is. I just would like to know where we stand. I I do want to continue going out and, and seeing things up there, but I I always I still want to marry you. This that hasn't changed at all. I, I want to come back and and he reaches out and like holds both of her hands in his I still want to do this. Okay. Good, because I do too. I don't I don't think I want to go exploring up there. But I don't I don't mind if you spend some time up there. It's you know when you when you come back to stay, you don't have to lock the door and never leave. So I'm I'm glad you are going to come back. <laughs> um, there is also someone I th- think you should meet if he wants to come down. Uh, uh, someone I met while on the surface. He's I think you'd like him. Um, he's funny, mm-hmm. but I'll um, see if he wants to come down when it's things are a little bit uh, safer when we're done with this. So, Silas has this expectant look that that then when you don't explain any kind of thing they might have in common, sort of gives way to knowingness, and she says, "Oh, oh, I see. <laughs> yes, I'd like to meet him, assuming we all live through this." 
assuming that much. I mean, we did end up bringing people back that we all thought were yes, dead. You're, so. <laughs> you're, you're currently somehow showing a net positive on the, on the on that balance sheet, which is not something people usually achieve. No, I, it wasn't Maybe something we thought sign. we would either. <laughs> I'm going to take it as a good sign. Good. What's your friend's name? Or- Orpheus. It's Odyssea. I mean, shit. <laughs> God damn it. I was listening to the fucking thing. Um, <laughs> I, had, I had it stuck in my head. Uh, his name is Odysseus. He's a puppeteer. Getting into the arts. Didn't think Something that was your like style. That. Well, uh, he's good with his hands. <laughs> <laughs> That motorbike is doing loops. Oh no. <laughs> Sorry, I've shut the window. That seems like a very nice button on a rather sweet conversation. So we will fade back into anything anyone else may wish to discuss. Um, you are, you are going to be here for about a week, so we can fast forward to other points in time uh, if you wish to do so. You are not trapped in this temple for the episode. Uh, I think Rill would bring the rest of the party, if they would want to come, um, to the Messenger's Temple um, down here mm-hmm. in Kemadosh. Yeah, that's probably not far from where you are. I, I sort of envision there being a a bit of a temple quarter. Yeah, maybe not today, because we spent like the day traveling, and um, yeah. we just ate, and every, you know. But... Yeah, you're just going to... Today, you're probably just going to hang out a bit, and then head back to your place, now that your parents have had some private reunion time. And like rest and things, but yeah, you can go. You you can at some point in the week visit the Messenger Temple, which is deeply familiar to you because I figure you have been visiting this temple since you could walk. Oh, definitely, yeah. You are. It's you know feel feel free to jump in here if you have any sort of if if you have anything in mind for how the day to day is here at this temple. Hmm. Not with a day-to-day, particularly, no. Um, No, I think this is, it's definitely the one that really is, like, the most familiar with, like, how Mm -hmm. things work, when the services are, you know, all the people there. Um, I don't think it'd be set up the same way, like, if any any of the other characters were familiar with um, the temple... Um, on the surface that they've been to, this one would probably set up massively differently because that, that used to belong to two different gods, right? Well, yeah. So the the temple up up in Eisenbrook is 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 quite unusual because it used to belong to um, one of the surface gods that's now um, gone. I think it was Fe- um, not Featherwind. Um, Featherwind is still there, um, possibly the Dawnstar. It might have been the Dawnstar. Um, so it used to be someone else's temple. It's all above ground, and now it is. It shares services between the messenger and the maiden, the two drow gods that remain. So that is a an unusual temple all around. Um, this one down here, besides being much grander and larger, is only dedicated to the messenger and doesn't have that shared history or that shared current use. Um, it also would hold. Um, the scrying pools um, 
the messenger is not primarily about scrying, um, but that sort of revelation of secrets is in his domain. And the drow have a long tradition um, of sacred fish. Yes. So this has yep. this this temple does have the sacred fish bonds in which the blind scrying fish, um, which are which fairly closely resemble carp, but sort of bleached silvery carp, um, give their prognostications. Um, they are unusually intelligent for fish. This is probably something you would be aware of, um, but they don't speak common. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Real is probably a little iffy about like eating normal fish, because he's like, hmm, are these just as smart as the other ones? Probably not, but it feels weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are, there are none of these fish up in the temple in Eisenbrook, and you would actually know why this is. Um, oh no, there were um, koi up there, weren't there? Yes, but they weren't like these special oh, no, not these flying ones, but... fish, because yeah. these fish are smart enough. Um, the thing about a teleport spell um, is a creature has to be willing, and these are fish that are smart enough to refuse to be teleported. Amazing. <laughs> and they're great. like, nope, don't wanna. <laughs> we wanna stay down here. We're fine down right, here. Right, so there, there, is, there is this sort of ongoing long-term project <laughs> about some kind of fish <laughs> transportation. It's a long way in a cart, and then, like, would they suffocate? And it's... <laughs> Yeah, real left before anybody could ask him, hey, since you're going up there anyway, did you anyways, take this fish? Did yes. you bring this fish? <laughs> he got out of there before that could happen. He's like, hmm, that seems like it'd be a pain in my ass, so I don't want to do it. Um, I'm going to leave. <laughs> right. Who can blame him for that? There's definitely, like, I think these, at least this temple maybe follows the same pattern of, like, not carving out places, but using what's already here. Mm -hmm. So there's probably yeah. like a lot of weird little like nooks and things, or like there's books and scrolls and stacks of things, and people have yeah. Um, it's less it's less a grand cathedral and more a sort of big honeycomb of side chapels. Yeah, there's all kinds of little like nooks you can go into that have like I guess not conspiracy boards, but the <laughs> I guess old-fashioned conspiracy ports, you know, conspiracy scrolls like somebody has hung up, and you can tell they're, like, in the middle of doing something. Yeah, yeah. And um, probably some kind of secrets collection as well. As in, you can come here and leave secrets. You can, you know, take take a bit of paper and write whatever it is you're going to write on it and then put it in the box. Don't Which is fun, it. but confusing. Yeah. yeah, it's like you. There is a priest who just reads all right. of these. <laughs> right, whose job is to just know these secrets that have been given to the temple. Person must be widely feared and respected. Absolutely, they know yes. everything. Yeah, uh huh. Uh -huh. Well, see, that's the, you don't sign it though. You're not supposed to sign them. <laughs> So you're you're not supposed to be able to figure out who it's you know who it's from, but right. And nothing you say in the confessional should ever be acknowledged outside of it. But depending on who's doing that job, certain risks may apply. The biggest problem that your friends have is that it's you know just very dark down in Kemadosh in general. Yeah, there's and this probably isn't a not problem... a lot of. 
candles like around or lanterns or anything. Like right. there might be some, but they're all for like um like for specific tasks. Yeah, like you wouldn't just... or, they're, or they're ritualized lighting rather than yes. lighting to see by. And this isn't a problem for the drow because even if they want more light to read better or something, drow can cast dancing lights. So drow don't need to carry lanterns with them because they can make there be more light if they want more light. Humans, not so much. Yeah. But it's not like you're not standing out by being human anyway. So. So you might as well. You might as well. <laughs> you might as well. You're going to get the funny looks regardless. Yeah, I feel like everybody's um, accoutrement down here is pretty much different shades of like black and gray and silver. Mm. There's a big thing about contrast embroidery. Mm hmm. Yeah. But not a lot of color. Um, so I feel like Rill would kind of switch into some of his old clothes that aren't like right, and you know, really home, home where his wardrobe is. Yes, yeah, he's like, oh, thank God, <laughs> I can wear other clothes in this like these Things two I outfits not, I have. I've not been carrying around for the last year, couple of years, to wear other clothes. And discovering that oh, that robe you used to like doesn't really fit on the shoulders anymore. You sort of bulked up a bit. Oh yeah, that's what all of this hiking with a pack will do for you. Make your robe not fit. Rubbish. <laughs> there will be at some point in the week a proper formal banquet uh, to welcome Mila home, um, for which the the extended branches of um, House Doral will come together and and have a welcoming feast. Um, they will take a couple of days to set that up, both in terms of organisation and to let Mila get her feet back under her before requiring her to appear at a formal event. Mm -hmm. um, this is fairly sort of standard drow approach to things because you all have a lot more time to work with. So there can often be a more leisurely attitude toward, yes, we, we had a welcome feast for her as soon as she got home. You know, 48 hours later, that's as soon as she got home. Right. <laughs> that, that is what that means. We're not going to rush. We could do it properly. Um, I don't think that anyone except Rill would, as a matter of course, be invited to that. Um, although you would be perfectly welcome to stay in um, Vaughn and Mila's house for the duration, uh, and they're not going to like, they're not going to kick you out because they're going to a thing. Uh, but you are probably not invited. Uh, to the welcome feast on account of you are not part of House Doral. Um, Rill obviously is. Um, and there will also be um, and I will, I will say just for Rill's, you know, Rill's, Rill's and the audience's benefit, it's very boring. <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah, Rill thought it was going to be boring. He's like, oh, I wish I could get out of this. Like, yeah, yeah, I've got, so. I've got, I've got <laughs> to do my hair. I've got to wear the itchy shot, itchy um, undershirt because it's got the silk collar. Mm -hmm. Got to be on my best behavior. Remember he's my he's definitely manner. going like, you guys can come if you want. Because then right, he'll have like, like some amount of entertainment. Come, actually. <laughs> That's not, wouldn't, that would not be very appropriate. No. <laughs> but it's not, it's not trying. It's just sort of dull. It's an extended family dinner. Yeah with everyone on their best manners and there are some speeches given that boil down to 
Mila's back. We're very proud of her for being back. May the family prosper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they take 10 minutes to say it. Yeah. Unless you want to start doing politics while you're there, in which case, just let me know what you're doing. Um, we will gloss over this dull event rather than roleplay it out. No, that's fine. We can gloss <laughs> over. Okay, we gloss over that. And then we will say that the other um, thing you have to do, that, that, that Rill really has to do while he's down here, is that renegotiation of his marriage. Because when when Rill's marriage to Silas was originally arranged, which was probably three or four years ago now, um, because it is normal for there to be a, a sort of period of engagement before the actual wedding, and then Rill went off on adventures, which has probably taken us to three or four years. But when that was arranged, Mila was believed to be dead. Uh, and now Mila is not dead. That makes the previous negotiations not entirely valid. So there has to be at least a reconfirmation Right. Of that arrangement. Um, now I don't think this should be very contentious. There is a degree of concern over, you know, making sure that Rill is actually planning to come back. Um, but having already it, reassured Silas on that front, presumably you intend to reassure her parents also. Yes. Yes. He'll, he'll absolutely, absolutely reassure them. Um, I don't know how much we've been. We haven't been telling, like, a ton of people about all of this. I, I feel um, like you've been generally being quite cagey, except yeah, like, the most been... you've been telling most people is, it's a mission from God, I can't really tell you the details. Yeah, so I think he's... I mean, if Silas told them something, that's fine, we can let mm-hmm. it stand. But otherwise, he's just going to assure them, that, yes, he will, you know, eventually come back. He does still want to, you know, go through with the marriage and everything, mm-hmm. and... You know, hopefully that's that's enough. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then there are some sort of rediscussions of of dowry, um, and uh, reconfirmation of the plan, which is for Rill to join Silas's house rather than Silas to join his. Um, right, because he's marrying up. Yeah, right, because he's marrying sense. up. Um, this is something that you both have to agree on. And the house has to agree on, because the way drow law works is you could just like form your own house, but then that would be a house with no history or standing. So you'd be sort of throwing yourselves into poverty for the sake of it. That's that's what happens with love matches. It's very sad. You're like, oh, don't want to don't want to be in their shoes. Oh right. boy, that is that is that Good is very we have much. A dowry. Yes, yes. It's we, well. You could form your own house if you wanted to go and join the working class. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, not particularly. <laughs> right. So you're gonna you're gonna marry up and join Silas's house, and it's all fine. It's all good. Real, real's not built for that. <laughs> I'm forced to conclude that Trick is also not here for these negotiations, which is appropriate, but also because Trick is not having opinions on Real's fitness to work. <laughs> <laughs> So that is a more awkward than boring couple of hours you have to spend. Um, but at the end of it, um, I think just because you're not trying to make any any changes that would cause problems, I think it's going to you know, shake out fairly smoothly that everyone's going to be happy with the situation. Um, you, can, you can tell Mila is not disapproving so much as disappointed that this all got arranged without her and... and yeah. She didn't yeah. Get, get involved. 
but not so much so but, that she wants to I mean, to maybe things do need to be sort of readjusted, because Rill is not, like, the same... Like, he's a much more powerful person yeah, than I he think, was when he left. I, like, I think even. questions of dowries are going to be possibly a sticking point, because mm. that is based on sort of the relative wealth but also the relative status of the people involved. And Rill being away for a while changes that, but also Rill being a more powerful cleric changes that. And bringing Mila back is a lot of reputational advantage. Right. Um, that may come down to when, when Rill comes back for good, in the sense of, you know, might go on a couple of months of tourism or... or you know, surface jaunts every year or so, but broadly speaking, is living at home and ready to marry. Um, you may find you need to re-renegotiate re um, the dowry portion of these agreements because it will depend on your standing at the time. Mm -hmm. um, but fortunately, you're going in the right direction as far as you know, it's becoming a better match for Silas because you are gaining reputation and strength. You're not, like, disgracing yourself. If you were disgracing yourself, that would be a different conversation. Oh, boy. <laughs> but I'm level whatever now. I can do things. Yeah, the yeah. right direction to go. We are not mentioning all of the dwarves. <laughs> right. No dwarves are mentioned during this conversation. This is a dwarf-free narrative, okay. <laughs> dwarf-free narrative, absolutely. Man, no, yeah. Her dad fought in the war as well, like, yeah. so that is... Not getting mentioned. Not gonna mention that. Nope. Not gonna mention the dwarves. Maybe in like to them. Maybe in fifty years. <laughs> not now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I think based on you not having any sort of radical things to do and being quite cagey around these things that would worry them, like how how well you get along with dwarves and <laughs> um you know exactly the nature of your mission from god things like that um based on that i think you're going to come away with you know your engagement to silas is intact that is still as far as everyone is concerned the plan there will be some finalization of agreements when it comes time but for now things are pretty smoothed over so does that mean we can leave yeah, unless you guys want to do anything else. I think we just have to uh, get all this stuff out of the way. If we want to do some more research, we might want to do that before we actually head over to the islands. But I don't know how much else we're going to actually find here. You definitely have the opportunity. Um, I also don't know if you have a how to get to the islands plan. Hmm. Although sailing is very much an option. It's a regular trade route. I don't suppose they could just teleport us there, could they? Hmm. They certainly have the ability. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Whether they have the willingness is more the question there. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> what is the uh, sticking point here? Um, a combination of not wanting to let outsiders see um, into areas of um, pertaining to national defense, basically. Right, mm -hmm. areas of ingress that could be used right. later. So even if they would, weren't seeing the teleport circle, they would still have seen the area around it, how to get into where the they teleport circle They know which building to go is. to. Right. So that's useful intelligence that they could pass to your collective enemies, whoever they might be. 
mm. whenever they might occur. This is not mm. a commercial teleport. This isn't. This is not a no, commercial teleport. No, circle network. This is a military yeah. and diplomatic it's, teleport. Absolutely. Circle. Up on the surface, they may regard their teleport network as a trade network for the Drow. It's definitely not. It is a diplomatic and military asset. Okay. It no, is also fair. used for trade, but the way you do that is, you know, the traders leave their stuff at the depot and then somebody comes warm, and gets it. Right, and then it is. <laughs> moved into the teleportation rooms and sent and moved out to the other end again by the staff of the installation. It's fine. I think sailing uh, would be more fun yeah, anyway. One half of the problem. Ember right would now. be willing to be blindfolded in order to if it would cut weeks off of our travel. Right. And that, that is a, a negotiating point on one side. However, the other half of the problem mm -hmm. is that you would then be just dumping some strangers into Farazret, and that would be rude. Because Farazret hasn't had a chance to vet you. Like, Kemadosh has vetted you and said, yes, we will let these people in, we know the family they're staying with, we know why they've come, we're willing to let them into the city. There's no reason for that to transfer to Farazret, so they'd be like, from Farazret's perspective, we would have just put some strangers in their teleportation installation. They would not like that. Why should we risk a diplomatic incident for you? Fair. Which is right. not to say you can't try to persuade them, I'm just giving you an idea of the, the concerns they have. That's fair. What do you think? Do we want to try and convince them? Or maybe get a bit sticky politically? Or should we figure out the best route from here to Islegate and get a boat? I think we could convince them, but it would take time, and it would just be a lot easier to chart a boat. How how long of a trip is it non-teleportationally? Um, including trekking back to the to the coast from where you are, probably a week. Okay. Well, that's not bad. It, it's not any more of a voyage than your trip over to um, Pedonium was. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just one week, I think it's not worth pushing our luck. Yeah, this would be a lot of going back and forth with the people here and the people over there, and it would just be easier to take a boat over, I think. <laughs> Probably. Have to agree that it would certainly have a lower DC on persuasion to get passage on a boat that's going there anyway than uh, get access to a military installation. Yeah. One of these things is a commercial venture that, that, that wishes to sell you tickets. Okay, in that case, um, we will gloss over any shopping you need to do for just general supplies. Um, there are shops and things if you want to do more interesting um, planning, but if you just need lantern oil and rations, we will allow that to have happened, because I think that's very boring to roleplay. Um, let me check how much money I have real quick. Oh, we still haven't hashed out. We keep saying we're going to hash it out. Oh, yeah. Uh, That's true. Off, off screen, and then we never do. Yes, collectively, you have lost the price of a very large diamond. Yes. Which is fine, because now we have a very large diamond. Not anymore. <laughs> well, we had a you very had large for a span of As much as an hour, a very large <laughs> diamond, which is just long enough to really, to really appreciate it. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
Okay, I know we were discussing this somewhere in chat. Where was it? There's how big Tixikari is. That's not what I want. Uh, how much money do we have as a, like, what are the party funds, Moss? Uh, I swear you had a list of it somewhere. I started to keep track of it, and then we ended up splitting everything anyway, so I didn't continue keeping track of it. I mean, I'm personally carrying the full value of this diamond. Um, I mean, this wasn't my friend. I'm not, like, thrilled about, like, it, but between us, we can manage it, certainly. Yeah. I think Rill's just trying to figure out how much money he personally has. Oh, I have... I mean, I know how much money I have. I just didn't know if we had, like, a party fund that we were going to divvy up or what's going on there. No, I think everything's divvied. Okay. In that case, I would like to... I don't know if I have... I'd like to... How much did that diamond cost us? 1,000, I think. Ooh, I don't have enough for that. Well, you can always split the cost of it between several of you. Mm. I have about 57 gold. Oh, <laughs> never mind that. <laughs> Maynard clearly bought some stuff. I can't remember what. I think I've consider gold being financially things. responsible because I've got 90 platinum pieces kicking around. Just... 90? Yeah. Being a magician is expensive. It's mm. true. There's all the. You have to buy your spells, you don't have to buy new sword tricks. I have 44 gold and 6 platinum. Oh wow, okay, fine. I guess I'm <laughs> buying this diamond. <laughs> <laughs> I was say like, yeah, I guess we can all add up our money to buy a diamond, but like it's going to be a lot of <laughs> Ember, Ember, do you have any money? Am I the only person who has No, like... I I I do have some money. It's just I have to get to my digital character sheet which uh. I got locked out of my email for oh. the last I'm I'm in it now. Um, it just has taken me a second. Yeah. Um, and now I have to find the money. Okay. Oh, you got cash. I have, I have five hundred and fifty-two gold. Wow. I didn't break it into platinum. So it's just like real and. <laughs> and Maynard has been buying scrolls. I don't like, know what Rill has been buying. I. <laughs> I have no idea. He has six platinum, so that's like sixty gold. Like he's not. I just like, I'm legitimately trying to figure out anything real has bought of significant cost. Okay, how about how about Ember? <laughs> how about you and I split the cost of resurrecting your friend? Yeah, that sounds <laughs> and good. I will try not to be too resentful of this fact, considering I'm still carrying a truly stupendous amount of money. <laughs> I think there was like a combination of. The boat travel, the teleportation travel, and the ointment that we got when we all became weird and couldn't get out of the water. Oh. Oh yeah, that did cost yeah. a bit. I also think Trick may have ended up with a, a non-split bag of cash at some point. I think I Trick think is so. carrying... I think I just didn't spend as much. No, I think you're carrying all the money that the dwarves gave you in Vanguard. Oh, that's possible, actually. Oh, <laughs> yeah, in that oh. case. I don't think that got divided. <laughs> so we're that was money. Trick just forgets to give us. I'm not sure that's true. I don't know that's true. We'd have to go back in the time. I'm not sure why I would be carrying that specifically. You're sworn we split that. I honestly, yeah, I, I did not. Call. It was it was a long time ago. Yeah. 
who keeps track of little things like you know 500 gold a piece <laughs> <clears throat> okay cool our, our, okay. our monetary supplies have been uh, okay used. so whatever money you have to spend on stuff down here is whatever money you've got yeah um you made a thing of like general uh whatever i'm not gonna go shopping in kemadosh it, it feels like a weird place to go shopping it's fair it's more of a if we did yeah i like it if, if you would if you had been hanging on for a place where you could go and get your sword sharpened mm. this would be the moment i got quite a sharp sword Oh, you know what? Since scrying does take, like, holy water or a crystal ball or something, um, really is going to, like, procure a an amount, a significant amount of holy water. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I will point out, last time you were scrying, you just found a crystal ball in the plane you were in. Did you yeah, bring that was, with you? I think it was really big. I think it was, like, <laughs> huge, so we couldn't. I, I don't remember. I was just like, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. You can you can obtain holy water. That is she something. has that chalice, but it's not it actually does, filled with anything anymore. He so. does have that chalice. Is he planning on doing anything with it, or are you just going to carry it uh, around like a skull? <laughs> like anything? Like <laughs> the ever increasing list of like <laughs> of like of like God deeply related. mystical and ma- a deeply mystical divine crap that like we're just carrying around in a backpack. Listen. Right, you know, your options include things like leave it safely at home with your parents, so later on in life you could be like, here is the artifact that I retrieved. That's true. On the other hand, it might come hand, in handy. On the other hand, you carry it around with you and it could come in handy. It could come in handy, we don't know. We, you know, <laughs> it would be a good thing to scry with. <laughs> Possibly. I mean, <laughs> you can find out what it is. I mean, yeah. Or well, you could yeah, not, actually... it's up to you. Actually, we probably should see if it has any like extra magical properties because we did get it from a god's realm. You, you did. That was so, literally where you got it from. So during our shopping trip, Rill is going to go. You just thinking through your pack for whether you need a thing and go. Oh yeah, I've got this chalice. Right. He's like, I think I have some spare silver at the bottom of my pack. Let me dig around in here, and then like finds the chalice wrapped up in like a cloak or something to keep it safe. <laughs> Just pull it out in the middle of the shopping precinct. <laughs> Nobody else knows what it is. It's just a chalice. Well, they know it's a heavily jeweled golden chalice with a, you know, the the cup shaped like a flower, and it's, you know. I mean, I don't think that's going to draw more attention than three humans also in the shopping district. So. Well, no, the, pro- the pro- what it means is that everyone is already looking at you where you when you pull out the priceless religious artifact. <laughs> Legitimately, if this is where you're pulling it out, everyone's no, I think gonna he's know like, you've got it. His fingers brush it and realize, oh yeah, that's in here. We need to like figure out uh, if this does anything. I should not take it out in plain okay. view of everyone. <laughs> Just checking. <laughs> I will go find somebody who can do this for me, who I um, trust to be discreet. That's fair. Just let me re- remind me what's the what's the spell level of identify. I don't have it. I don't know. Um, I want to say, like... I think it's very high. Fortunately, someone in the party has it. I was going to say... Maynard can literally do it. Identify is first level. Oh, first level. Wow, okay. It's first level and Maynard's got it. Yeah. Um, What do you need? It's first level and Vaughn probably therefore has it, because he's a wizard, isn't he? 
Yes. Oh, yeah. Actually, well, Real does have it. Actually, I was looking. I thought it was like a higher level spell. I don't know why I thought it was like a second or third level spell. No, you know, they, they go, we should really find someone who could do this while you and your friend well, can both can do this. He can do a lot of magic. Sometimes you forget about the kind of magic you can do. If you say so. <laughs> I'm really regretting not trying to convince that drought that give me his amazing warm rock because that. <laughs> Would be super good to sell. He's, he's in town somewhere. <laughs> like they live in town. No, no, no. He deserves it. You know, he's his favorite it. rock. It was his favorite yeah. rock. I don't know how attached <laughs> he is to it now that he's like home. But <laughs> I would never sell that kind of rock. <laughs> no, that's a very cool rock. Um, yeah, I think at some point, like after the shopping trip, after they get home, Rill is going to like. Like elbow Maynard, and go like we should see what this actually is before we like if we need to leave it here. I'd rather know now. What's that the the orb we found in in the uh, in the realm? The chalice, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah uh, that chalice, orb? right? Yeah. Did you find an orb? Uh, we found the. No, I was thinking about the crystal balls. Ah. Yeah, um, I can identify that. Thanks. Cool. I cast identify. You cast identify. And as with most things you identify, you do not accidentally enter a warlock pact by touching it, which is, you know, it's weird enough that it happened once. <laughs> <laughs> this is a beautifully jeweled golden chalice with a carved cup. And when you originally found it in the center of a labyrinth, in the realm of the god of mysticism. It contained a, a glowing liquid, which either Rill or Maynard immediately drank. Rill. Rill immediately <laughs> drank. And had not, not exactly a vision, but a, a very vivid recollection of a memory. Um, and then he's just, you know, for good measure, also took the chalice with him. Is it stealing if the owner is dead? Who can say? This is... Not strictly enchanted in the way that mortal magic would enchant things, but the effect is pretty similar to an enchantment um, in terms of sort of how you can break it and things like that. Um, it's more mon it's it's more minor effects. Are uh, any liquid that you place in it um, will be transformed into clean water? Um, so. You know, on one level, that's very practical for not getting poisoned. But if you pour wine in it, that's a waste of everyone's time and wine. No. Yeah. Right. Um, but also, if you drink from it, um, there's no direction behind it. So it is not that you will get an answer to your current problems. You will have um you you will recall something or you will have an insight into something that has the potential to change your thinking or your understanding or your feeling about something it does not compel you to take action on the basis of whatever you see and there's no guarantee that it's going to be tailored to the problem that you were trying to solve but some level of interior change is likely it'll shake you up in some way hmm. it is also in and of itself 
extremely blessed. Um, like if you built a shrine just with this as the centerpiece, it would auto consecrate the shrine, except that that god's not around anymore. So it's hard to know what it would now do. But it's that level of bless where if you put this in a reliquary in a temple, you would have consecrated the temple thereby. But that kind of inherent is, is very useful, but I have absolutely no use for it. Hmm. All right. I think I think maybe we should leave it here in that case. I mean, you know, give it give us a couple give me give me like a, a week or so to talk to collectors and appraisers and everything maybe we could sell it for interesting amounts of money but it's not something selling this focus on. this stays here this is not being sold maynard i'm not gonna sell the skull either well no i just was thinking about you know funding our trip that's all i think uh, we've no, got enough right so now funding. okay i didn't mean to be like you know cold about it no, you're fine. It's just, I mean, how often do you go somewhere like that? Uh, just want something to remember by, I guess. We're going to have a lot of lots of interesting memories. I mean, how many people can say they've seen a phoenix? Depends what plane you're asking the question in. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You therefore stash this priceless... Uh, divinely blessed goblets in the back of your closet. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> Swap your socks for newer socks, or at least less holy socks. Refill your your ration supplies, etc. Uh, and unless I'm jumping the gun, hit the road. Let's hit the road. Yeah. Okay. Um, you pretty much know where you're going. Um. At least to the degree of you, you can ask people who know the details and follow instructions, um, because what you want to do is, you know, it's about a half day's walk uh, to the river, um, which hereabouts is uh, one of the tributaries of the fiddle. And then you will follow. No, in fact, it is the fiddle itself. So you, you head a, about half a day towards the coast to the, until you reach the banks of the fiddle. And then instead of crossing, um, you can follow the river road. Um, for about three days um, till you reach Islegate at the mouth of the river. Um, you can speed that along if you want to, to um, take passage on a river boat um, and they will pass you every now and then and you know there are small settlements all along this river, some of them with appropriate you know, boarding spots for river ferries. Um, so you can, you can speed things up that way if you want or you can walk um, but either way you enter Islegate on a, a lovely, still, still warm, especially because you've come much further south, um, where the lingering heat of summer is more. Um, so a still warm, still golden autumn day to the port city of Islegate, um, which is an independent city, as Maynard would probably know. Um, but broadly, it's not really going to be any different to interacting with a Western League city. It is just, it's a human city. It does a lot of fishing like Vanguard. It's not got as good a harbour as Vanguard. Vanguard is built around that beautiful hollow with the sort of steps yeah. of the city rising up. 
Lalegate is more of a, a low hulking place. It's got partial walls on the landward side. Um, they don't do a close watch on who comes in and out. They're much more of they if we need to defend the place, then we would shut the gates sort of city. But as you come in, all the buildings are two, three stories, all quite close together, quite narrow streets that built in that way where the upper stories overlap the bottom ones, which is done for a combination of more floor space and stability because it helps hold the, um, the joists in place. But it means that the streets narrow as you look up and you just get a little sliver of sky and you're finding your way down to the waterfront as much by by guesswork as by being able to see it because the whole the whole area is fairly hilly and it's not always downhill of where you currently are um, but you will find your way if that's where you wish to go i assume so um to the docks uh, where there is a lively trade happening in uh, both cargo and and passenger vessels uh, the usual routes out of here are uh, to the Sunset Islands, which are a great center of the spice trade, uh, to uh, Jagras and Shagri, which are out in the Pale Sea. They're probably the most isolated place on this disc, which is not to say very, but those are across the whole Sea of Storms um, and are um, an independent, mainly Orkish nation. Mm. Uh, that's also where the majority of non-flattish halflings live, is, is on those those islands um, and there are also vessels going all around the coast um, some of them you know, certainly round to vanguard some of them further north still um, and over the perimen sea to the center continent of the world uh, this is a, a a hub of trade um, but by asking around you will be able to find yourselves to to you know the dock where vessels for the sunset isles tend to pull up Right. And uh, this place and the Sunset Isles are both independent, right? Yeah. Is that any different from... Because Vanguard's part of um, the Western uh, League. It is, yeah. Does that make any significant difference for just, you know, being in, in here and chartering a, a boat? Not, not significantly. Um, it means that... Um, it's it's more of a trade issue, you know. It's going to have different tariffs on things mm -hmm. um, because the Western League is is a group of of trading cities that it's not a cartel, citizen. Why would you call it a cartel? Uh -huh. <laughs> we we simply for reasons of facilitating smooth trade have mm -hmm. certain agreements about tariffs and fees. Listen, if we want to be Hanseatic, that's our business. Exactly. Whereas Islegate is an independent, it hasn't joined up with those. Um, it technically is a monarchy. Oh. Unless you really go out of your way, I don't think that's going to matter to you. Do we know anything about the monarchy? Roll history. Real? No, no, real, no. <laughs> Not again. You, you have a goddamn oligarchic majocracy. You don't get to judge. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, roll history. <laughs> okay. see you know anything about the monarchy here. Uh, let's see here. Ooh, 27. Hey, pretty good. Um, it is... Like, it seems weird to Rill, 
who has always lived in places that are ruled by a council of people who had to be quite good at something to get onto the council to just be like straightforwardly the eldest child of the previous ruler is the ruler when they die and that's all there is to it there's not any kind of but assuming they're competent or you know we choose between their siblings nope this is strict primogeniture they have a long history of um child rulers for this reason yep <laughs> uh is that uh, the the underside um the 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 ruler we met down there were they doing the same thing that was two families right or two branches of the same family they, they were they were having a disagreement at the time i also don't know how much detail you were asking about that's true. We did have a language barrier going. We did have so a language barrier. I don't know um, how much I'll, I'll tell you because it's, you know, it, it, it is fun to make the comparison. Um, they had more of a you choose between the siblings and cousins kind of thing, uh, where anyone within a certain degree of closeness is entitled to be considered for the throne, and then they have a power struggle amongst themselves for who it's actually going to be. And the proof that you are the correct person to be on the throne is that you manage to fend off all the other claimants. Uh, oh yeah, that's this is um, this is where you haven't managed to establish an electorate. You want to have an elected monarchy, but you're bad at establishing an electorate, so it's just an so it's just a war every time, right? So it's just well, yeah. except you also have a thing where claimants to the throne are sacrosanct in physical terms. So there is a an awful lot of taking your cousin's prisoner. Mm. How hey, how often do people have unfortunate accidents? Well, you know, it's very easy to fall off the world down there. <laughs> and who can say if they jumped or were pushed? I love a the nest form, of halfling fighters. Oh, sorry, gnomish fighters. The forms of honour must be maintained, and it would be rude to inquire too closely. If the forms were maintained, then one looks away from anything that might have... Really, it's very clever of someone to ensure that the forms are maintained whilst also coming out on top. Ah, uh, yes. I remember how democracies work. <laughs> <laughs> I live in the 21st century, I remember. <laughs> but this place, Islegate, just straightforwardly has a queen. She inherited from her dad. That's all there was to it. Okay. Bit weird, but, you know, some people just really want boring governing methods, I guess. There is also, of course, um, a council of town burghers who presumably do a lot of the day-to-day organization. Real is just privately going, ah, these people are, these, this, this family is not talented in anything, so therefore they use this to determine who must lead instead. <laughs> right, Real is going, ah, it's a figurehead, I understand. <laughs> um, also, because they're close to Kemadosh, you would know that they... They, they had a pretty rough civil war as a consequence of the war, um, from which yeah. they have not really recovered um, in terms of like internal wealth and stability. So the trade is, is all back, but rebuilding is taking a while because, uh, frankly, a lot of people died and a lot of people who lived had a lot of grudges. Um, the upshot, however, is you can worship whatever god you like because they really failed to come to a clear outcome until the word from the gods was, okay, stop fighting about it now. Which mostly they did. Okay, I mean, a net gain, <laughs> I suppose, as better, far as that better, goes. Right, it's better than being in a civil war. Um, it's, it's an uneasy 
situation here. But, you know, that's what it is. And they do have boats. That is, um, none of the rest of this is our problem at all. <laughs> right, right. You're like, well, I have found the harbour, which is built out in these you know, broad stonework piers to give them more space and get out into the deeper water for the larger ships. And one of those piers is almost entirely ships that are going uh, to the Sunset Isles. Um, and you can honestly, within a day or so, you can, you can obtain passage because that is a regularly plied sea route. Um, it'll cost you some amount of money, I guess. <laughs> I can't remember what I charged you for the last trip. I don't recall either. It will take what? some amount of money. That much. It was definitely cheaper than teleporting. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Was it like a hundred and twenty? No. It wasn't any more than two hundred, I think. Yeah, and, and this route is being regularly sailed on. Um, people like to go to the Sunset Isles is the thing. There's quite a lot of passengers on this route because it's a holiday destination. Oh. Uh, do the drow over there also, like, stay underground most of the time? Like, is oh, it... yeah. So, so Farris okay. is underneath the Sunset Isles, but there are oh, two okay. or three of the islands have got surface entrances. Um, uh, who else lives on the islands? Humans? Elves? Yes. Uh, a combination of those. There is a, a nearby elven retreat, which is the island of Aldrean, which will have pretty much no humans on it. Um, that's not within the main archipelago, though. So the main archipelago is, is a mix of human and elven, primarily um, heritage. Okay. Not not many orcs, because they, you know, you get, you get some, especially around the docks, but they mostly live a bit further south on there. Right, down towards the PLC. Yeah, they, there's a Considerable orcish population. Basically, across the south of the world is where you tend to find orcs, just in this big arc. Um, the southern continent is almost all orcish as well. But you've not been down there and have currently no reason to go. Unless you are suddenly struck with an urge to visit Gato. Yeah, I have given you no reason to do so, so I don't know why you. Who will. knows where our adventure will lead us? Who knows where our adventure will, will lead you? You could go down to the glaciers in the South Pole, but on the other hand, you could go to the Sunset Islands where it's warm and there's a lake. That's true. Gee, I'm glad that our adventure has kept us mostly on this one continent, except for that time we went on the flip side of the world. I do not feel you have to only do this. If you wish to go to further flung places, you have, you, you have the power to tell me where you're going. Um, oh, it was just funny. It is, it, uh, it we will gladly go to the Sunset Isles. Cool. Excellent. I've got, like, prep for you going there. <laughs> You get passage to an appropriate, um, let's say uh, they will take the five of you to the Sunset Isles um, at a slight discount because you're, you want to sail today and they haven't currently filled their cabin. So Wait, they're like, five of us. There's five of you. You can take the cabin and I'll take you to the Sunset Isles for 100 gold all in. Sounds good. Ben, there's only four of us. There's only four of you. Uh, I can count. Let's call it 75. You get a, a discount for me being unable to count. That's okay. We did leave Zushet, like, behind. It's true. So is... she, she, yes, and I'm grateful for that, because it was really mucking up my encounter balance. So we're like, also, <laughs> this wizard is with you. <laughs> I will pay uh, 75 gold pieces to avoid having to think about splitting 75 
four ways. <laughs> Unlike the last time you took a boat, I do not have a two-episode boat interlude planned. Hmm. Rill is going to inquire whether there are giant crabs where they're going, because there were last time and they were very interesting. Oh wait, no, was it giant water spiders? Was that what it was? It was, was giant uh, water spiders. Weird... Yeah. Yeah. No, the giant water spiders. It it turns out, um, no, they're they're more of an eastern thing, uh, because uh, your your wizard friend on that boat was was originally from the Triple Braid. In fact, the whole boat was Triple Braid. Um, and you saw a number of triple braid vessels at at the docks, but it seems like this sea route is not one that the triple braid's dominance has extended to. These these are Islegate folk on this boat, um, and they definitely have a bit of a. It should be us that is dominating the waves, and yes, we are one city with a tendency towards civil wars, and not an empire spanning two and a bit continents. But still, we deserve more respect <laughs> on the seas than we <laughs> receive. <laughs> Them and their tax collectors. Daylight robbery. But, but no, no, no spiders this trip. Those are more of a... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> more of an eastern thing. You will also note, however, they, they do not appear to engage in the civilized practice of keeping a ship's wizard. So if they have any any uh, critical breakages, uh, they're just going to have to hope they can limp into port and get it fixed. Why you're not dominating the seas? You've just not, not got the stuff. But it's a perfectly nicely um, kept up cabin. Um, it's honestly slightly more comfortable than the last boat you were on. Um, in terms of, you know, slightly better mattresses. And you are only at sea for a couple of days. You know, they, 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 they head out on the evening tide after you've, you've paid for your passage. And you're out for two days, two nights. But then morning of the next day, you are pulling into harbour. Um, we, will, we, will, we will say that you are pulling into harbour on um, one of the larger of the Sunset Islands. Um, the whole place pulling up to it, it's very, very beautiful part of the world. And you really are very close to the sunset in terms of visual effect. So for a good hour or two every evening, everything is golden and beautiful and warm. And the islands cast these long shadows across the water. These are mountains style islands these are the tips of sea mounts so they are they rise very sharply from their shores they have these green deep green flanks rising to a, to their points and the sea glittering between them it's a beautiful sight and if the wind is at the right angle they definitely smell like somewhere you might you know there's there are unfamiliar flowers and spices on the breeze when it blows past the islands and you are brought in to harbor at a comparatively less attractive uh place because this is a busy seaport rather than beautiful jungle country or pristine beaches this is a harbor it, it has a city around it it's not a big city 
um, really exists to service the harbor itself. Um, and just by asking around, uh, you can get yourselves pointed in an appropriate direction uh, to reach one of the you know, the nearest entrance to Faraz, right? Because they, they maintain a surface entrance on this island because it has a seaport, which is very convenient for trading with uh, both the surfaces and the wider world. Uh, I think it might be a great idea to pick up next episode at the gates of Faris Red. Yes. Sounds good. Come Out and Play is a real play podcast project, all trans, all the time. You can find us at CAOPcast on Patreon and on Twitter, and at our website, comeoutandplay.games. If you're trans or non-binary and you'd like to get involved, drop us a line. And as always, if you enjoy our show, share it with your friends. And if you don't enjoy our show, share it with your enemies. Word of mouth is how a project like this gets attention, and we just love attention. How do you spell Kemidosh? Uh, A-H-E-M-U-T-O-S-H. That is not at all how I would have spelled it.